Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Relatable Real Estate Podcast. We are two young realtors who talk everything Vancouver real estate while keeping it at a relatable level. I'm Kate Perkins, and I'm here with Daniel Santos. How are you feeling today, buddy? Good, Kate. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. This is the very first episode. Uh, we're trying to lay out here, so uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it's uh, we took a little while to set it up, uh, and also you know plan this uh, whole podcast. Yep. And uh, I, I think it's gonna be good. Um, we're gonna be talking about a lot of real estate topics, keeping mm-hmm. it relatable, keeping it for young people totally. and people that are just getting to the market. And yep. uh, I think it's gonna be really good. Absolutely. You know, we got our beautiful filming location. We're actually on the 80th floor of, uh, you know, New York City skyscrapers. So, <laughs> yeah, but I guess first step here is what's kind of uh, what's the vision for the podcast? Why, why did we do it? Yeah, you know, something that we looked uh, up on the Internet and really everywhere, even here in the office, it's really hard to find easy to understand real estate information. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of videos out there about real estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the times, they're very complex for people that are just starting out totally uh and they don't really relate to young people that are just starting out right so it's mm-hmm. it's mostly about you know uh very complicated terms or you know focus towards people that have invested before yeah so i think the focus of our podcast is really targeting young people people that are just starting out and trying to give the most relatable information for them yeah absolutely i mean i know for us like even going into real estate like we noticed from a lot of the the big realtors that we kind of looked up to a lot of it just you know wasn't really transparable and you know it, it was hard for us to understand so you know we just you know want to do this if there's anyone in those footsteps that you know want to take the same route yeah and i think so- something as well that we're definitely focused on is keeping a direct line with like young people right so if anyone oh. has any questions about any specific terms that they heard mm-hmm. uh you can definitely you know message us and you know we'll do an episode about it We'll definitely try to keep it as simple as possible totally. uh, and try to relay as much information as possible. So, you know, when it's time for you to invest, uh, you know, much more than, you know, the regular person. Yeah. And again, too, I think we're going to have a pretty heavy influence, at least the goal on social media. And we yes. know that's where I'd say majority of, you know, millennials, Gen Z get their information. And, you know, one thing we wanted to do as well is kind of expose, you know, the BS that we see where it's like how I made my first million dollars. And it's like, <laughs> well, I got a loan of 300,000. I bought this complex. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. Like, <laughs> where did that translate? So we're hopefully going to take it from very early steps to, you know, absolutely yeah. zero knowledge to bring you through that, you know, easy, uh, easier explanation of, you know, getting into real estate. So yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. And Kate, uh, tell me a little bit about your background. I think we should introduce ourselves to yep. how to become a realtor. How's it like to be a young realtor? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I used to watch selling sunset a lot and it yeah. just sold me. No, I've actually never watched that show to be honest, but it's pretty uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, basically had a, had a complete background in trades. Yeah. Uh, my whole family's in trades. I, uh, you know, was a mechanic before this. Um, you know, a lot of things during COVID went crazy. And one of those things was, you know, our shop shut down for a little bit. And, uh, you know, real estate was something that I kind of always had in the back of my head because I know I was telling this to you before, like the first laptop I ever bought, I was just obsessed with the MLS. I only looked at like, you know, million dollar properties or ridiculous properties, but I just always thought it was interesting. And like, you know, was like, I'm going to buy here one day, whatever. Um, but you know, never really took it seriously. And, you know, I had a buddy that I grew up with that he got his license at 19, oh, yeah. which I did not even think you could do that. Yeah. Um, so at 19, you know, a few years after that during COVID, I just went for it and just, you know, got a new haircut, got a new career <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've been doing it now for, uh, almost two years. So I'm, nice. I'm, I'm loving it. How about you? What's your story? 
Yeah, I think it's very similar. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it before, of course, but for people that are listening, we both start kind of doing COVID, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we talk about this all the time that a lot of things change. Oh, dude, yeah. uh, everyone thought the world was ending. <laughs> might as well just try something, yeah, new, right? Exactly. The world is ending. So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, I think I was working in a restaurant and I was finishing school in the time too. And uh, I didn't really know what to do. I knew I wanted to do something related to marketing or even sales. That's kind of what my professors told me that I should try to do. Yeah. And uh, one day I was at home with COVID Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw in the Brazilian group chat that Pedro, our team leader, shout out Pedro Gomez, shout out Pedro, uh, he was hiring a marketing assistant. Yeah. So I'm on my couch just laying down, and then I I was like, you know what, let me let me try to get this job. So I messaged Pedro, and then like two hours later we had an interview. <laughs> it was like all in the same night, right? And then I got a job with him, and I started working not directly as a realtor, but with real estate, and uh, and I really liked it. I I like talking to people. I Mm -hmm. like recording videos. You know, that's kind of something that I've I've always seen myself doing. And I also watch a lot of Silent Sunset. So it's uh, (laughs) a, yeah, I mean, again, I think that's huge for us, especially some people listening, because it's like, you know, we didn't have a background in sales or anything. You know, it's it's another thing that was hard for us to relate to is even some of the people in our classes, you know, while we were, you know, getting our license was like, yeah, I'm in real estate. My dad's been in real estate for 20 years. My mom's been in real estate for 20 years. And it's like, it's it's hard for us to listen because, you know, we both have completely different backgrounds. No one in our family kind of had that guidance. So we, I hate using this term, but quite, you know, kind of had to start from the bottom, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, for anyone that's not in those positions, because it's, it's completely unrelatable, mm-hmm. you know, to hear these stories and, you know, want to go down the same route, right? Because you're like, yeah. you know, you don't want to say someone has an advantage, but, you know, having any additional information in a very kind of closed off yeah. uh, environment is anything helps, right? And so. I think that's really good for both of us because, mm-hmm. because we had to learn it with no background information. Yeah. We, I think we can explain it better because yeah. we had to learn that way too. Totally. So we had to learn in those simple terms. We had to learn, you know, in a relatable manner to our lives. So mm-hmm. I think we, you know, it's, we're the perfect people for this job here for the Relatable Real Estate Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so obviously episode one, we're talking about, you know, challenges that first time homebuyers face, uh, you know, especially we, we, you know, specify the Vancouver market. Yeah. Um, that's where we work out of. So before we get into the challenges, I just want to talk about two quick stats okay. um, that I thought was pretty interesting because I think it's going to be good for, you know, going into the rest of the episode of kind of what we base our answers off of. Um, so the first stat here was it said that 80% of BC millennials said if the cost of living was not an issue, they would stay in their current hometown, you know, slash city. Um, this was the highest of any province. Hmm. Um, and the other stat here uh, was a question that was posed. Again, this was a, uh, you know, these are stats collected by Royal LePage. Um, it says, as your career progresses, do you believe your salary will increase at a rate to allow you to buy a home in your current city slash town? And 60% of people said no. This was also the highest of any other province. So what I get from this is, you know, people want to stay in BC. Yeah. They, you know, they recognize that it's a beautiful place to be. Um, but, you know, no one thinks that they can ever buy. Yeah. So, you know, kind of going into the first challenge here then. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the first thing to explain is... Uh, why is BC and Vancouver so expensive, right? Totally. I think there's three main reasons why Vancouver is so expensive. The first one is the geographic location, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're super close to the mountains, you're super close to the water, the weather's great, yeah. right? Especially compared to the rest of Canada where oh, man, we don't have snow for, <laughs> yeah. for the whole year. Some people much. get snowed into their actual houses. <laughs> exactly. And, get up in the door. 
And uh, I think the second thing too is immigration. Mm -hmm. So we actually read a stat that just in 2022 alone, there's around 55,000 people coming into Metro Vancouver, right? Yeah, Metro Vancouver alone. Which is crazy, right? So there's a lot of people coming in that you know forces demand up there's a lot of people looking for housing mm-hmm. and you know the third reason is that you know the difficulty of building in bc yeah right even recently we saw a project that took seven years the you know the sales manager was telling us it took seven years for them to get the permits to build it and uh so you can't imagine i mean if there's such a high demand and it's so hard to build uh you know we're gonna have a problem there so I think, you know, that makes it quite expensive when, you know, there's a new unit coming out, uh, low inventory, right? Totally. Which we're seeing right now too. So, uh, yeah, I think those are the three main reasons why it's so expensive uh, for BC. Yeah. I mean, again, too, just going off that stat with uh, 55,000 people this year, like not only was that immigrants, but there's also other people in Canada. Right. So like, you know, one thing we always want to kind of let people know is like, no matter what, people are going to take your spot if you're going to leave, right? You know, sometimes you hear of, you know, people being rude in Paris or whatever to tourists, you know, whether whether that's true or not, it's it's the idea of scarcity where it's like, who cares? Because if they're rude to you, they know there's 30 people lined up behind you that are going to take your spot, right? So the scarcity, there's such a high demand. And, you know, one thing that we've, we've pretty much have kind of heard is like, you know, no matter kind of the economic situation, real estate kind of runs on, uh, you know, supply and demand, right? And if there's a constant demand, you know, that's going to have a huge factor on price. A hundred percent. So what's the other challenge, Cade? What, what, what do you think it's, uh, you know, it's something that young people face uh, mm. that, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a big deal here in BC. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is, is saving money uh, <laughs> just because it's, it's quite easy, you know, get caught up in nightlife, you know, being two younger guys ourselves, you know, we've seen it firsthand of, you know, turn 19, get excited. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just like, you know, uh, the, the negative mindset going into the, the issue before is like, if, you know, what it said, 60% of people don't believe they're going to buy. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you kind of get a mindset of just like, screw it. I'm not gonna be able to buy. And you know, that I feel like in entices a lot of reckless spending mm-hmm. and you just basically go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I think a hundred percent. I mean, saving money is what you hear every young person say, right? Everyone mm-hmm. says, you know, how can I save $500,000? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, for a lot of people that they don't know that they only need, a, you know, a small percentage to buy, right? So, you know, a lot of people think that they have to buy all cash or, you know, they don't really know the financing options too. So, yeah, of course, I mean, if you have to save $500,000 or $600,000, totally. I would say, you know, that's a pretty hard task. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that, that's something that I'm sure we're going to clarify in the podcast too, right? Yeah. We're going to, you know, our plan is to also bring mortgage brokers and to explain that, for example, uh, to buy something, of course, you know, there's a few other details that we're going to go over in other podcasts, mm-hmm. but technically you only need around five to 10%. Yeah. Right. If, if, if it's below $1 million, which is majority of people's first property. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, you only need, you know, five to 10%. So it's, it's fairly doable, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, like you said as well, uh, the crazy spending, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think a big problem that a lot of us have faced, you know, pretty much out of high school and, you know, social media, I think is like the biggest problem for this is like that whole flex culture right you know going from here there's like you know i know for me in my high school is like who's gonna have the the coolest car right yeah you know another thing too is for vehicles like that absolutely destroys your buying power yeah and you know getting that culture of like i need to go out need to flex need to buy this designer this name brand like you know we get it it's nice to have but you know saving those pennies can really go a long way 
Yeah. Also traveling, right? We've been seeing oh, yeah. a lot on TikTok. You see, oh, always <laughs> you always see those TikToks saying like, "Oh, I'm uh, money comes back, but I'll never be like 23 again." I'll never something. be 23 dancing with my boyfriend in Indonesia. Or the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so. think we we've been seeing a lot of those, and I think you know a lot of the times, like for example, the the saving money challenge or saving money challenge, saving uh, money the challenge, challenge <laughs> of saving money uh, doesn't really. Uh, it's not really, you know, a real problem. It might just be, you know, wrong decisions, right? So like, for yeah. example, financing a car or spending too much money every weekend or going on trips very often, right? So I think it's just a matter of priority, really. Yeah, and I mean, I, even with the traveling there, like, I think that's so important is because, like, I, I noticed at least in my kind of close circle, there's such a big rush to who can kind of do the biggest trip. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, like, I've been trying to go to, for Europe for pretty much the last three years, you know, COVID, you know, besides COVID, like, I knew why I kind of had to wait is because I wasn't financially ready. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing is to just be like, you know, yeah, you can do the big trip, but there's also like levels, you know, we're not against traveling in any way. We understand, you know, enjoy your youth, mm -hmm. but at the same time, there's, you know, levels of discipline that you can have that will potentially, you know, put you in the right direction, right? A hundred percent. And, you know, something that we always saw, uh, especially young people or people that are just looking to get into the market is that if they do have these plans, let's say even buy a car or travel, mm -hmm. is that if you buy your property first, Mm -hmm. right uh at least you're getting some equity there yeah. uh you know if you do think about traveling maybe in just a few years too it doesn't have to be uh right away yeah. uh you can use that uh, property and rent it out yeah. and then you know you can go travel you can maybe using uh you know if you if you have a, a good cash flow you can even use the cash flow to travel right pay for yeah. some of your expenses and when you come back at least you have a place to live you gain some equity as well so I think that's, you know, it's, it's just a matter of priorities and a matter of choices. Totally. And, yeah. and you know, again, too, with uh, li living with mom and dad, I think it's huge. And <laughs> yes. that's one thing we've seen. You know, I've told you this before where I've had a few buddies at, you know, 18, they leave immediately. Um, you know, they just want the freedom. They want to get out of there and they, you know, jump the gun and they call mom and dad and they have to come back. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that we say is like, if you're in a situation where you can stay at home and you can, you know, save that money, because at the end of the day, like I, I would like to say majority of parents want success for their kids. Right. And I think, you know, they would much rather see their kid stay a couple more years, whatever, in hopes that when they move out, they're good. They're set. They're financially good. Um, you know, rather than leave right away, come back, and then, you know, you're 25, now you're coming up 30, living at home, and some parents are, uh, <laughs> you know, giving you the boot, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that's one thing that I can relate to a lot of young people, too. Yep. Unfortunately, and, you know, I, I did not have the opportunity to stay at my parents' place because mm -hmm. they're in Brazil. Yep. So, um, yeah, shout out to my mom because she's, she's Hey, mom Brazil, and dad for Daniel. Watching, she's probably trying to understand what we're saying because it's in English, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I totally understand. Some people can't uh, yeah. spend the time at home, right? They have to move out. They have to pay rent. Yep. Uh, I think the one thing to keep in mind, though, is that, you know, if you do go that route, you're going to have to make some sacrifices, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe not go out every weekend. Uh, if you do plan on, on buying a property soon, because, you, you know, you do need uh, to save quite a bit of money, not as much as you'd expect, but let's say even thirty to forty thousand yep. dollars, which you know realistically, if you do uh, make the right choices, uh, you know for the majority of people, I believe they could do it. But you know, if again, like you said, if you have the chance to stay at your parents' place, yeah. you know, save money, save yep. most of your income really, because that's what rent is, right? Yeah. Especially now, you're with, paying hundred percent interest when you when you rent. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people, especially now, uh, are complaining about the interest rates. 
But guess what? If you're renting, you're paying a hundred percent interest rates. So totally, yeah. So it's you know it's 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 hard to escape. Totally, it's super cheesy in it. But again, but I always say to people like when it comes to rates, you know, you're renting the rate, but you're married or sorry, you're dating the rate, but you're marrying the house, right? Yeah. You know, the rate does change. The Bank of Canada don't even get us started. They they drive us up the wall with what they're doing. But yeah. uh, you know. Based, based off what we've seen in the past, like they obviously fluctuate, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, something that we're going to do too in this podcast is we're going to bring mortgage brokers, yep. you know, specialists in the area as well. So we can totally. cover those aspects too. So people understand uh, in a relatable way. Yeah. We want to be relatable. We're not experts at everything. You know, we don't, exactly. you know, we don't pose that we are and we understand that you got to bring in somebody that with their specialty so they can explain it better. 100%. So, you know, one thing that I think we are specialists is mm. helping people set realistic expectations. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you usually see, Kate, when it comes to realistic expectations? So a scenario that we've seen a lot is um, first time buyers, especially they go online, they do the online mortgage calculators, they figure out how much money they have in savings, and they figure out what their, you know, pre approval is, they say, Oh, yeah, I can afford a condo for $700,000. They haven't discussed with a realtor. They haven't discussed with, you know, a mortgage broker to so say, Hey, Hey Kate, you know, can we start looking at these, are the properties I want to see, this is my budget. And then you, you know, they go there and you say, Hey, have you guys been pre-approved? And they say, no, you say, okay, well, how about we start with that? <laughs> so they get so in depth with this, you know, imaginary number that they yeah. have when they go to get pre-approved, they're not aware of, you know, the stress tests and, yeah. you know, the today's accurate rate, etc. And they figure out that they're actually pre-approved for, you know, $500,000 and they get so emotionally exhausted from that and yeah. like basically defeated that mm -hmm. they give up. Yeah. And I mean, so. I think there's a lot of extra costs too, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of people, when they come to talk to us, uh, they have a perception that you only need to pay mortgage. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there's so many other costs, which, you know, we will go over totally. in detail in another episode. Yep. But for example, just something that, you know, a lot of people don't think about is strata fees, yep. right? property tax. Right. So those insurance. things there, insurance, hydro, exactly. Yeah. So it all adds up. Yeah. And what ends up happening is people that had an expectation of, hey, I'm going to get into this three bedroom for my first property. And, uh, you know, I have, you know, $20,000 saved up. Yeah. And then exactly what you said, right? They end up getting frustrated and then they give up all just right away. So yeah. it's, I think it's, I think it's really important to set realistic expectations yeah. and, uh, you know, come in, um, kind of open, right. To, to totally. hear from what we have to say as well. Essentially you got to start almost like a blank canvas, right. And just yeah. be prepared to kind of hear everything. Uh, you know, what, what we've seen a lot too, with, you know, kind of that scenario where they get defeated. We always say, if, if you just talk to us beforehand, like, you know, even if you're a couple years out, you know, if you're not ready, whatever, you know, we're more than willing to talk and just, you know, especially with the mortgage broker, put you on that guide to success. Yeah. We've talked with people that are fresh out of high school that are still in university, um, you know, three, four years down the line, like they'll be ready to buy. But, you know, rather than being in that situation, then starting from square one, we always say the earlier you can start this process, you know, the potentially the quicker it's going to be for you to get in. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It will be right. Yeah. It's a, it's a guarantee because yeah. you know once you have kind of the uh, the outline of what you need to do. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier for you to you know uh, get get where you want to be, right? So for example, the first step that we usually say is talk to a mortgage broker, right? Or and us. Always, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, unless you're buying cash. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, but still, I still I still think that's that's important talking to a mortgage broker. You never yeah, know. Yeah, right? it could be, you know financially be more sense to still have that mortgage. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, talk to a mortgage broker even if you're not all there yet. So I have, mm -hmm. for example, a friend of mine mm -hmm. uh, who got in contact with me recently, 
And, you know, he was like, yeah, uh, I think I'm ready to buy, but I'm not too sure. Refer him to the mortgage broker. They talked. And again, it doesn't cost anything to talk to a mortgage broker. Yeah, that's huge. It doesn't cost anything to talk to us either. Yeah. Just to, just to, to be 100% clear. For sure. Just Yeah, just to clarify, buyers, you have the power. You do not pay buyer's <laughs> commission and you do not pay a mortgage broker to, you know, get you that lender. Exactly. So there's not really a point of not talking to either one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's free. We're going to give you lots of good information. And just to go back to my friend's example, yeah. he talked to the mortgage broker. Uh, he's just not ready just yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, he's now he has a plan. He knows that, for example, next year by the summertime, uh, he'll most likely be able to buy something. And, uh, you know, that way he can plan his expenses. He can plan if he's going to travel or not, if he's going to buy a car or not. Don't do it. Yeah, but please, please don't buy an $80,000 <laughs> truck. But, um, you know, it's 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 good to know, right? It's good to have a plan. So when the time comes, you're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I think a big thing that we always try and stress, especially with first time home buyers, is just going over the process beforehand. Yeah. You know, we do have a buyer's guide that we go over every single step of what to expect because the last thing that you want is a surprise especially a financial you know surprise yeah. getting that bill like by the way you know closing fees are 2500 bucks you say we didn't know anything about that yeah. and we've dealt with people before that have had experiences with realtors where they didn't you know they didn't have any of that previous knowledge going in and it's super overwhelming and again going back to that point of you know being emotionally drained it there's you know a lot of emotions to go through so yeah. if you don't properly have those steps and that knowledge beforehand it can be a, a pretty miserable experience which is what you know you and i and the gomez group shout out gomez group mm -hmm. uh try to uh, completely avoid yeah i think you know it's uh that might be also a challenge right a lot of yeah. people are nervous totally. about buying a place i mean yeah. it's most likely will be the largest purchase you will do your yeah, entire life so absolutely it's absolutely normal to be nervous and yeah. i know it's it's our job to make it as smooth as possible and i think we try to make it fun as well you know yeah. if you're let's meet over a beer yeah, yeah exactly let's meet over a beer uh you know we're i think that's another thing too we're young right so you know it's kind of weird if you go out with like an older real estate agent for a beer maybe it's gonna be a little bit awkward you guys don't really know what to talk about i mean yeah. i know that we're <laughs> we're pretty young so you know we we, ha we share the same memes or the yeah, same humor they try to use the lingo you know a six-year-old like, <laughs> feeling lit today and... <laughs> exactly yeah. so i think you know that's uh something that it is a challenge but we always try to make it as you know calm as possible and as smooth as possible for you so, you know, you don't have to stress too much about it. Yeah, again, you know, we, we do not try and sugarcoat it. You know, some people will give this example of this is the easiest thing you're gonna do. We're gonna it's make it the easiest good. cake. Yeah. It's not, it's not to say that this is this super, uh, you know, intimidating, challenging yeah. thing, but there are challenges, you know, you know, not only what we just said, but you know, steps and what to expect and you know, whether you're competing for a specific property, writing offers, like there's a lot of emotion involved. Yeah. So we just always like to let people know what kind of expectable beforehand. Um, and on top of that, we're gonna be with you, you know, every step of the way, right? You know, yeah. one thing that we mentioned is, you know, being able to talk with us beforehand. Yeah. There's some realtors that, you know, I never wanna throw shade, but some people literally will not talk with you if you don't have a pre-approval. 
Yeah. Or if you don't sign a, an exclusive agreement. Too. Yeah, you know, we have yeah. exclusive contracts to just work with us. Like, you know, we've sometimes spoken with people, whether there's a language barrier, and we've encouraged some people yeah. to talk with someone else. But like, you know what, just for making this as smooth as possible, it may make more sense for you to do this, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, like this is a business, money is to be made, but we do have morals and uh, we can't sleep through night knowing we made a, a big mistake. So yeah. And we like yeah. to relate to people, yeah, right? We like we've, to keep it relatable. Like to keep it relatable. And I think, you know, of course we understand that young people um, want to have a good experience in real estate, especially if they're, it's their first one, because we would like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we, we're pretty good with, uh, you know, uh, trying to treat people like, for example, I, I would sell a place to you, right? So it's you. like, you're I'd, my... I'd sell a place to you. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're both realtors, but let's yeah, just do let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any other challenges, Kate, that you want to talk to about in this episode? Uh, to be honest with you, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I yeah. just, I think some things to kind of reinforce is just the idea of like, you know, there's a lot of emotion. There's like, you know, a positive mindset to have in this, you know, there's a lot of stats, a lot of headlines you're going to read, especially in BC. Yeah. Pretty much growing up for me, I was told, you know, I, I had plenty of your elders too saying, I feel bad for you. You're never going to be able to buy or like this generation. I feel bad for you. I don't know how you're ever going to be able to afford. And we've both seen clients, you know, we've had clients that are 22, 23, 24 yeah. years old. Don't have, you know, they not only do they not co-sign with mom and dad, but they don't have, you know, a huge lending uh, or sorry, a huge uh, bonus or gift from family yeah. and they do it completely on their own and they're on their road to success. Yeah. And they did that with help from nobody. A hundred percent. I think it's possible, right? I yeah. think, you know, we're going to be covering this podcast, you know, other episodes, how you can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to give be giving tips on, you know, like you said, co-signing, yeah. uh, you know, a few special like lending programs and, and all of that. But um, yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything. Do yeah. You, do you want to say anything else or do yeah, you I mean, it? this is pretty much like a, it was essentially a two part podcast. I think like yeah. this, the next episode is going to be, you know, how, like we said, how to be a successful first time home buyer. Yeah. So we want to start off and kind of talking about all the negatives and this, you know, unfortunate things. Yeah. Challenges before we get into yeah. the good stuff. Right. So I think 100%. we covered pretty much everything and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy how it went. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm happy too. And, uh, you know, if you guys liked the content today, if you guys like the podcast, um, give us a follow on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So the, I think the handle is relatable R E podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you don't follow that account, you can also follow Kate and I on Instagram. Yeah. Mine is Daniel Santos real. And what is yours? I'll just have my tag up. You're just going to have it. Easier. Yeah, I don't want to mess it up. I always mess it up when I say people. <laughs> Sounds good. No worries. And, uh, you know, if you if you do have a specific challenge that you want to tell us, mm -hmm. uh, let us know. Uh, send us a DM or totally. send us an email. Call us. Uh, what else? Uh, Snapchat us. MSN. MSN. TikTok dance us. <laughs> TikTok uh, dance us. Tweet us. <laughs> I can't save money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, we're going to be doing these episodes either every week or every two weeks. Yep. We're going to see how busy we get. Uh, it is fall now so it should be getting pretty busy but yeah we're hoping again to have some guests as well yep um we're gonna make sure that we have relatable guests you know we're not gonna have any guests that we think are uh kind of spreading you know what's not the truth and exactly. the type of people that say the first step is to eat success and you know andrew <laughs> exactly. tate vibes so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thanks for watching guys and uh we'll see you in the next episode cheers everyone thank you see you later one two three